Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode deals with serious and distressing content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, this is Beth. While I've got you, if you love how I survived, please rate, review, and subscribe. It helps other fans like you find us too. And I've never been hand gliding before in my life. So he says, uh, Are you ready to fly? And I'm like, Yep. And we're going to go three, two, one, and run, 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 run. I ran alongside of him, and then as soon as my feet left the ground, I just sank straight down. By the time I figured out that this is really, really serious, it was, you know, we were well above the trees. The only thing holding me up from falling was my hands. This is How I Survived, stories of everyday people and how they survived against the odds. I'm your host, Beth Young. You know, am I going to die or what? I mean, I, I look back at it now and I thought, you know, how did I ever survive that? I think that I probably survived for a reason. How I survived. It was a sunny, crisp winter's day in Interlaken, Switzerland, and Florida couple Chris and Gail Gursky, married for 26 years and parents to a grown-up son, had the perfect plan to get their hearts pumping, hang gliding over the gorgeous terrain. They loved ziplining. Now it was time to up the ante, and they were keen to get started. It was their first day on holidays. I wouldn't consider us uh, adrenaline junkies. We just like to do something a little different, you know, when we go on a trip, something that we normally wouldn't do. Uh, We were both excited about it. It was a beautiful day. And uh, we were anxious to go and check it out. The hang gliding instructors picked the pair up in a van outside their hotel and they zoomed away from the quaint town. Picturesque scenery of mountains and sparkling lakes unfolded before them. And to put Gail and Chris at ease, the pilots, who they'd soon be soaring tandem through the air with, were even cracking jokes. We were coming past a graveyard and the uh, instructor says, uh, yeah, this, this is where all our former customers are right now. Gail and Chris burst out laughing. But right then, safe and sound in the van, Chris, who was 54, had no idea how close he'd soon come to death. At the time, it was funny. <laughs> but in uh, hindsight, it could have been, you know, there could have been a spot there for me. It was pretty funny, though. They were a couple of good guys, you know. They, they were making it fun for everybody. The blokes even showed them a video clip of an 86-year-old woman who'd hang glided with them without a hitch. When they got to the bottom, she was just ecstatic that she did that. And I'm like, you know... Perfect. Anybody can do it. The van kept chugging up the mountain as far as it could go. Then Gail and Chris hopped out and carried heavy duffel bags loaded with their gear up an incline to the edge of a cliff. 
It was more than 1,200 metres or 4,000 feet above sea level. The view from the launch area was just, it was mind-boggling. It was just so absolutely beautiful. I was getting excited. My instructor was talking me through things. You know, here, this is your harness and step through here, put your feet here, and you're gonna pull it up, put your arm through the straps and, uh, you know, cinch it all up, get it nice and tight. Does that feel good? I've never been hand gliding before in my life. So I'm just falling relief. Once Chris's instructor had strapped him in and attached his GoPro camera to the glider to record the flight, the pair did a practice run before they literally ran off the edge of the cliff together and flew through the air. Because when we take off, we run side by side until our feet leave the ground. Ran along the side of the hill a couple times just to get in sync with each other so we're not tripping over each other's feet or anything. After that, my wife uh, and her pilot just said, we're going now, we'll see you when we get to the ground. And they just, they did their run and they just sailed away. And it was just so, so awesome. She loved it, she was just, she was in awe. She always has dreams about flying, you know. Gail was living her dream. Now it was Chris's turn. His instructor did some last minute checks, asked if he was ready to go, then... I ran alongside of him and then as soon as my feet left the ground, I just sank straight down. Like, this is not right. Something's not right here. That is the understatement of the century. Chris's right arm was wrapped around his instructor's shoulder while his other hand was gripping the glider. But his harness hadn't been strapped on properly. Hurtling through the air, he wasn't attached. The only reason he hadn't plummeted to the mountainside town below them was because he was still holding onto the bar. If I couldn't hold or if I did let go, I'd either been a quadriplegic or, you know, dead. We were at such a height that it was like, uh, there's no way, there's no way I would have made it. Leaving the little town behind, solid ground dropped farther and farther away. And Chris pictured himself tumbling to his death. At that point in time, just knew that the only thing, the only thing holding me up from falling was my hands. I looked down at the trees and I, I said, you know, to myself, this is absolutely beautiful and I'm going to fall to my death here. Um, and I kind of envisioned falling through the air with my arms flailing. I'm going to fall through the air to my death on our first day of vacation and my wife's not even going to know what happened. I mean, it was fight or flight after that. Literally. Powerful winds whipped Chris's body violently as he held on for dear life. Just seconds had passed. If he panicked and lost his cool, even for a moment, that gruesome vision would come true. He would plunge to his death, and Gail and their 25-year-old son Nick would never see him again. So he gave himself a talking to and steeled himself. I just thought to myself, that's not going to happen. That's not an option. I'm a very strong-willed person, so I just thought that, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to hang on, and... I'm going to make this. Yelling at Chris to hold on, the instructor desperately tried to navigate towards the ground for a quick landing, but he was struggling to control the glider. And the farther they tore through the sky, the weaker Chris's grasp became. My hand kept slipping. I mean, I was pulling him kind of sideways a little bit too because all my weight was pulling him around. I just couldn't keep a good grip with my right hand. Maybe it was the shaking back and forth or I don't know what it was. So. I let go of the strap on his right shoulder 
You heard that right. For a horrifying moment, Chris was holding on with just one hand. And it was his left hand that was bearing the brunt. Chris is right-handed. He was basically doing a one-armed pull-up at 1,200 metres above sea level with his non-dominant hand. I wasn't letting go with my left hand. There was another strap that he had on his left side at his hip, and I think I, think I actually grabbed onto that for a little while. My right hand was just grasping for anything I can hold on to. He grabbed onto my harness at my shoulder, and he was trying to fly and hold me up at the same time too. So, you know... He did all he could, but, uh, you know, my, my right hand was losing grip. Chris was hoping with every ounce of his being that they'd land soon. Grabbing the instructor's leg, he desperately clutched at his pants. He knew he only had seconds of strength left to keep holding on. It was sheer adrenaline keeping him up now. As we were coming down and the, the grass was getting closer, um, I was losing my grip with my left hand and my right hand was holding onto the fabric of his pant leg, so if I left go of my left hand, my right hand's not gonna hold me up. My hand was starting to open, and I was giving it all I got, and I kept seeing the ground getting closer and closer, and I was getting near fingertip level, you know, with my left hand on that bar. Coming in at a grassy field at the speed of a car on a highway, Chris braced for impact. We're, we're going at a pretty fast uh, rate. Uh, but it'd be like jumping out of a, a moving car. And as soon as my feet scraped the ground, it just ripped my grip free. I was just glad to see my feet touch the ground actually. So uh, when they did, I sucked my right hand out as a reflex. Uh, and that's when I broke my wrist. But then I tumbled a couple times. I scraped my head on the ground. My glasses were all bent. My left tricep scraped the ground really hard it it tore my shirt and it was just it was like uh ground meat so i tumbled around and i finally sat up and i just felt this dull pain in my arm and my wrist and i looked down after i sat up and i noticed that my wrist was all bulged out and i'm like oh great you know i broke my wrist but i'm alive it felt like an eternity But Chris had been airborne for just 2 minutes and 14 seconds. The understandably panicked instructor had landed a little farther away. Once he landed, he he unhooked himself and he was breathing quite heavily. He looked back and I guess he saw me sitting up. So he's like probably pretty thankful that I'm sitting up anyway. And uh, he came running over and, you know, he, he just said, don't get up just relax, just give it time, because he thought I was going to go into shock or something and freak out or whatever. But he underestimated cool as a cucumber Chris, who calmly showed him his broken wrist and said he needed to get it seen to. Up in the air, he'd been pumped full of adrenaline and thankfully hadn't felt any pain. Now it had kicked in. He helped me up and I stood there for a little bit and Everything else was working, so we were walking through the fields, and then uh, he says, we're going to have to go through a couple fences. He says, you're going to have to crawl underneath the fence because they're electric fences. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I'm crawling and my broken wrist up, and I, I can't go too high, otherwise I'm going to get shocked by the electric fence. And uh, we had to go through uh, two of the electric fences till we got to the street. The van was waiting, but Chris's wife, Gail, was nowhere to be seen. 
and we walked over to the van and he's like, all right, come on, we're going to go right to the hospital. And I said, I says, I'm not going anywhere until my wife is in the van with us. I said, uh, we're not, I'm not going to the hospital without her. Thankfully, Gail was safe and sound and had no idea of the ordeal her husband had just endured. She was back at the hang gliding office near the landing field, where Chris was supposed to have touched down. They pulled right up to the front, and I look over and I see my wife. And my wife is a wine drinker, but she has a beer in her hand. I guess they didn't have any wine at the landing area. She's just glowing. She's beaming. She's got this look on her face like that was the coolest thing that she's ever done. Gail's pilot had told her that Chris had had a rough landing, but because they'd been joking around all day, she didn't take him seriously. When she walked over to the van, Chris told her he'd broken his wrist, but driving to the hospital, he was unusually quiet. At emergency, they sat in the waiting room with Chris's instructor, who, after a little while, had to go and move his car. This is the first time that we are alone in the emergency room together. My wife says, uh, what happened? Did you, your hand just get caught up underneath the bar or something on landing? And I said, that's the closest to death I've ever come in my entire life. And she's like, well, what are you talking about? And I says, I, I wasn't hooked up. And that's when her jaw kind of hit the floor and she's like, what? <laughs> I says, yes, I had to hang out, you know, the whole way down. And a uh, little after that, the uh, pilot came back in and that's when she started, you know, what the hell happened? He couldn't explain it. He just said, I don't know, you know, human error. Uh, and that's pretty much what it was. Even though Chris could have easily died, he didn't want to play the blame game. I'm not the kind of person that's going to start screaming at somebody. Everybody knew what it was, what it was. You know, uh, he made a, a great mistake. It was a near fatal mistake, you know, but we made it down. He was alive. But the strain of holding on to the bar had torn his bicep tendon. And his wrist was so badly broken, it needed steel plates put in during surgery. It sure beat the alternative, though. The docs gave him an option. They could do the op then and there, or prep him and send him back home to the States for surgery. And I'm like, this is our first day of vacation here. I'm not prepared to change flights and just abandon our, you know, trip right now. I'm like, let's get this taken care of now. Discharged the next day, Chris and Gail still had a week left of their Swiss holiday to enjoy. But first, the owner of the hang gliding company, who'd been on vacation and had cut it short, paid them a visit at their hotel. He shows up and he has a couple boxes of chocolates, some Swiss chocolates and uh, some scratch-off lottery tickets for us, you know, since I'm one in a million survivor of a, a hang gliding incident. And uh, he pretty much told me that uh, he took it upon himself to delete the footage off of my GoPro camera. I just looked at my wife and we just looked at each other and we were like, are you kidding me? I can see what he was thinking. I mean, he was in, you know, survival mode himself trying to save his business. He was doing everything he can to protect himself, I guess. Without the video evidence, Chris had to try and describe his hair-raising experience to his loved ones. Once we got back, I posted a little Facebook story on my whole experience so my family and friends know what happened. 
and most of my friends, they know me. I'm a, I'm a prankster. I, I joke around a lot. So, uh, a lot of them were like, yeah, right. Whatever. You know, they didn't really believe the whole story. What Chris needed was proof. So he found a company that could salvage crashed hard drives and restore deleted footage. Sitting down to watch the video of his near-death experience, he couldn't believe how calm he looked. And he was amazed by his own strength. It was unbelievable. I'm not a big gym guy. I don't, I'm not, I don't go work out like a beast every day. And the one thing that keeps coming to my mind is when I drive to my workplace every day, I have this thick rubber ring. It's a hand strength or a ring. And I, I squeeze that thinking back. And it's just like, you know, that rubber ring might have had a lot to do with me holding on so long. Without those hand exercises and the extra strength he gained, who knows what would have happened. Deciding to share the video on YouTube, Chris captioned it hilariously. This was the first day of our vacation in Switzerland. Base jumping tomorrow, he quipped. All jokes aside though, Chris decided not to name or shame the hang gliding instructor or the company. Life's too short to try to hurt somebody else. I just wanted to keep it light. I make fun of myself in the video and I crack little jokes. And I, I pretty much put it out there just to show my family and friends this is what actually happened because I explained it on Facebook once without a video and you were all like, yeah, whatever. So here's the actual video now. Family and friends were just aghast after they watched it for the first time. But I tried to joke about it because, you know, that's how I handle things sometimes as they poke fun at it. It wasn't just Chris's nearest and dearest who were horrified at the incredible footage. It started out, you know, a little bit slow and then it was just taken off like crazy. Uh, my son, he was calling me every, you know, other hour. Oh my God, it's it's up to, it's up to 5,000. It's up to 10,000. Oh my God, it's going viral, you know, and I'm like, I, I couldn't believe it. By the end of that first day, I think it was at 600,000 hits. And uh, I had a, a call from uh, uh, Good Morning America, actually. I think the second day it went from 600,000 hits to 4 million hits. After that, it was almost impossible to keep up with. Hey, Chris, this is John Oliver calling with the show, Inside Edition. Hey, Chris, my name is Jenny. I'm reaching out from the Ellen DeGeneres Show. I'm looking to get in contact with you about your crazy story. Chris, John Wall from Channel 7 Sunrise in Sydney, Australia television program. Hey, Chris, this is Stephen Kosovo. I'm calling from NBC National News in New York. Good morning, Chris. My name is Richard Luscombe. I'm a reporter with The Guardian of London. Hi, Chris. My name's Emily. I'm calling from the BBC World Service. Everyone wanted a piece of Chris. And as the views on the YouTube video ticked up and up, the comments were hilarious. Would have fallen to my death, pure and simple. Scraped up from forest floor into Ziploc bag and shipped home. You ace the exam for hanging next semester, gliding. Damn, I'd be dead after one minute. Tom Cruise is a Boy Scout compared to you. How did you hold on? Your massive balls weigh a tonne. Millions of people had seen the clip, but there was one person who had to psych herself up before watching it, Gail. 
She didn't want it. I kept telling her, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. She finally did watch it. She really didn't know what I went through until that time. She didn't like watching it, but uh, she made it through and she was all right with it. Most people would be put off aerial adventures after such a terrifying experience. Not our Chris. Tough as nails, he wanted to give it another go. I didn't get to enjoy my first flight, so, you know, I had to go again. Uh, The odds of, you know, something happening to me again on the second flight were like a bazillion to one. So, you know, I wasn't extremely worried about it. So a year on, Chris and Gail flew back to Interlaken, Switzerland to redo their vacation and go hang gliding again. Gail wasn't so sure, though. She kept telling me, you don't have to do this. And I'm like, I says, I, I, I want to do this. She was very nervous when we were up there uh, getting ready to go for the second time. And she insisted that I went first. She thought I was going to freak out. I, and I, I don't freak out about anything. I'm pretty mild-mannered. So she, uh, she, I think she was more nervous than I was. This time they chose a different company. And Chris was in very capable hands. In fact, he'd be flying with one of the world's best hang gliders, Wolfgang Cease. They said they were fighting over who was going to fly me because they all wanted to do it. So he hooked me all up and there was a couple camera crews there and a whole bunch of other people. So I'm sure that everybody was double checking me that time. There was little butterflies when I was standing, you know, in the same exact spot, uh, getting ready to do it again and looking down that hill. All right, you go ready to fly and have some fun? Ready to go. Okay. And we're gonna run on three, two, one, and go! And run, 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 run! We ran, and my feet left the ground, and I leveled out perfectly. And I knew right then and there that this was gonna be a good flight. You know, we we cruised above the trees a little bit, and he dove down, and then shot back up, and dove back down toward the trees. And as we were going up again, he's like, "Put your hand up like this, like Superman." And we zoomed in through town, and we came around the field, and then we just glided in for a perfect landing, and it was fantastic. Chris's near miss has left him hyper aware of just how lucky he is to still be here. He and Gail are grateful for every single day they have together. It's a second chance. Our new daily uh, routine is where we toast each other. Uh, here's to another day, you know, just being there. She calls me your superhero. We make each other laugh all day long. We're perfect together. We complete each other. Now I dare you to go to YouTube, type in Swiss Mishap and watch the video. Prepare to feel very stressed and a little sick. But Chris doesn't want it to put you off hang gliding or off anything else adventurous and outside of your comfort zone. It happened to me that one time and that's that's like a one in a million shot right there. So if, if anybody has any inkling to try hang gliding or paragliding, I would say go for it. You know, life is short. Live it. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss more incredible stories of survival. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. It really helps. And we'd love it if you could find our Facebook group, How I Survived, and we're on Twitter, at SurvivedPod. Next time on How I Survived. He puts a blade against my throat. It felt cold. And he had it literally positioned over the carotid artery. And that was even more scary for me because I knew if you get an artery, 
you have seconds, and I mean seconds, to control bleeding, or you're gone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 